This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next on Plains FM is Find Your Bliss. Good morning, Bliss Lovers. It is Rebecca Davison here, Intuition Coach, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, coming to you every Thursday morning on Plains FM at 9 o'clock to discuss all things spiritual, metaphysical, esoteric, intuitive and psychic. And today, folks, we are talking about what is love. And, you know, love has to be one of the greatest reasons for being but I think it's really important to actually look at what love is versus what love is not and why would we want to do this so first up folks a couple of announcements just so you guys know that it is survey time on Plains FM so Plains FM is inviting you to have a say about your experience of the radio station so you can actually go to the Plains FM website and if you complete the survey it takes about five minutes to do you go into the draw to win a $100 Prezi card. So plainsfm.org.nz um, is where you can go to do that. So what would it take to be the winner of the Prezi card and to surprise and delight yourself? The other thing, of course, folks, is I want to talk to is Intuitive Mastery is my program and it closes the doors on Saturday. So I've had an amazing opportunity over the last couple of weeks to speak to people who are really stepping in to develop their intuition. They're choosing to live from their soul and they're choosing to be free of suffering. And, you know, if you're in your life at the moment and you don't think that that's actually possible, it's totally possible. It might take a little bit of practice, but it's totally possible to live a life free of suffering, to live a life free of letting go of where we expect people to show up in a particular way or anywhere we have expectations, obligations or attachments to others. So if you're interested in learning what it takes to really live from your intuition or even developing it to the extent where you can do it as a career, as I do, then I'm um, keen to teach you everything that I've learned in regards to developing my intuition. You know, coming and doing the radio show is a very different experience from being embodied in the energies. So if that is something of interest to you, do go to my website, www.rebeccadavison.life. You can click on the link and watch the webinar there. You can also contact me for a consult as well, and we can have a conversation about that. We start next week on Monday, so that's why the doors close this Saturday. If there's any part of you that has an inkling or a feeling or a sensation that this might be something that's of benefit to you, let's have a conversation. Um, one thing I have been talking about a lot this week is that you, you have to step into the unknown really that is part of the process in terms of developing your intuition you have to have enough courage to go you know what I don't know what's going to happen I don't know what's going to unfold but I'm choosing to trust in my infinite nature I'm choosing to trust in something bigger than myself and my rational mind and my subconscious to be able to support me in the process of really stepping into being limitless 
So, you know, that's why I come and share this information at the Find Your Bliss radio show in terms of what you can do to support yourself to live a limitless life. Um, You know, life is really beautiful. It is an amazing, amazing experience. And I definitely know what it's like to be in a life experience where you're like, oh my goodness, is this it? Is this what I came to the planet for? You know, one of the things I actually have to clear in clients often is divine homesickness, where they're like, I feel like I've been dropped off on the wrong planet and I've got the wrong family and I'm having the wrong experience. To get to that place of remembering where you, on a soul level, you have actually chosen this body, this incarnation, where you come from, what your background is, on a soul level, you've chosen all of that. Why does your soul choose that? So you can experience growth, so you can experience life, and so you can learn what it takes to really go back to oneness. So what is love? So I think it's easy to start really with what love is not. So how do we identify what love is? By identifying what it is not. And I want to talk specifically because when people talk about love, I mean, there's all sorts of different types of love, right? There's agape, there's platonic relationships, there's love that you would have for your neighbor, love that you would have for your siblings, love that you would have for your family, love that you would have for your community. There's all these different types of love. But I want to talk specifically to romantic love because I think that's probably where people get bunched up the most because it is the most intimate relationship. And also too, it's where, um, excuse me, it is where um, we place our value proposition the most, right? Where we take all our, you know, all parts of ourselves, whether that's a wounded part, whether that's an aware part, whether that's in a part where we have a deep understanding of ourselves, that's what we are taking into our um, closest relationships. And this is where we get seen the most, This is where we get witnessed by our partner the most. So really, uh, I want to talk about what it means to really love yourself, to know what love is, and to be able to therefore give it to your others, including obviously your partner. So love is not expectations. And unfortunately, what happens is we do have a lot of expectations. We associate that with an identity, i.e., you're my husband, you're my wife, you're my partner, you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend. And often within that, there can be a whole bunch of unspoken expectations, right? So because you are my partner, because you're my wife, because you're my husband, then this is what I anticipate how you are going to behave. And again, this is the process of dating and getting to know somebody and identifying if you have the same values. But often those unspoken expectations can actually be buried in our subconscious in regards to how we expect the other person to behave. And where we, um, you know, and again, sometimes you might think it's elementary, but your partner might think, well, I've got no clue what you're talking about, right? You know, and the example I used to use for a lot, a long time was dropping towels on the floor. You might, after a certain period of time, you know, have the expectation that your partner would put them on the towel rail, whereas your partner's like not living in that same reality, right? They're like, 
flaws there that'll do right so this is a difference in expectations and this is where the ego loves to get involved and go okay well there's um you know that's that's part of the course you should know that the towels don't go on the floor that's not where towels belong but again your partner's coming from a different perspective they're coming from a different set of values they're coming from a different awareness so how do we bring um, the energy of acceptance to that as opposed to taking it personally and getting really upset and getting really triggered, right? Like, I can't believe you did that. That's so rude. Or making an ass- a judgment or an assessment about our partner's behavior. So this is where we want to learn what it is to create a, an amazing relationship with ourself. So, and, it, and you can see how this crosses over. If we have expectations of others, we will have expectations of ourselves. If we put obligation onto others, we will place obligation on ourselves. If we have judgment of others, we are judging ourselves. And this is where, when we want to learn about love, we really want to look at the law of one. And the law of one, of course, says universal law that we're all connected. So if you have judgment or um, you know, this is where discrimination shows up as well. You have judgment, discrimination, um, contrast and when you are looking out into the world as opposed to seeing it through eyes of love, being able to look out into the world and go, I can see love, I can see the soul energy of people, I can see beyond their physical appearance, I can see their beating hearts, I can see what inspires them and delights them, I can see what values they have, I can see the good in them, I can choose to see them through eyes of loving acceptance. Until we get to that place, we're not really choosing to see what love really is. And this is for everybody. And it's not just for your romantic partner, right? You want to be able to go. The postman is an extension of me. Why? Because the postman still has the same range of feelings that I do. They are born of source energy. We are connected on a soul level. When something harms the postman, it is actually harming me. This is why we are very consciously aware of that where we have countries where there's conflict. When we see that on the news, it pains us. When we see animals being hurt or poached, you know, I had a conversation with a beautiful client about that last night, it pains us. Everything we see is part of our reality. That is... um, it's this construct of being a human on the planet Earth who has a soul and has a higher consciousness. And until we can actually see ourselves through the eyes of love, we can't really offer that to other people. Which is why that if you, um, you know, if you're in relationship, you really want to be thinking about, especially if you're prior to getting into that relationship, what was your relationship like with yourself? Can you see yourself through the eyes of love? Because this, of course, is what happens. People go, I need you to love me to know that I'm okay. No, right? That's not true. I need to be in a relationship with a man or a woman, right, to to validate my experience, no, you're going to inevitably, because all relationships, folks, are formed through your own awareness and your own mind. If you're living in a space of, I need a person to say that a particular thing, to, and again, and you know, there's a difference between desiring that and wanting that 
as in a controlling measure versus actually I can give that to myself. Now, what is that woman's name? The woman who wrote um, Feel the Fear and Do It Every- Anyway. I think it's Susan Jeffers from off the top of my head. I have to Google it. She wrote another book. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but she was talking about that in the book, that we need to give ourselves what we want to receive from our partners. And this is also a universal law that you have to choose to give to yourself. Like if you want to be romanced, you want to romance yourself. If you want to experience joy, be the person who gives joy in order to receive it. Now, what happens, of course, here as well is people get messed up, especially people who are codependent people pleasers, overgivers, they go, oh yeah, I can do that, but they don't know what it is to receive. You know, they're happy to give, but they don't know how to receive for themselves. And then again, they get caught up in that as well because they're expecting, they're expecting that if they give, that they will receive rather than giving from a place of having their cup filled up because they've given to themselves in the first instance. So when it comes to love, it's really about um, learning what it is to know ourselves. I think that is really one of the most loving things that you can do is self-inquiry. What lights me up? What do I enjoy? What are my values? How much time am I spending living to my values? Talk about this a lot. If you, um, you know, if one of your values is freedom and you're not experiencing freedom, then it's going to make you unhappy. But that's on you. You can't expect your partner to create that for you when you're not choosing it for yourself. And this is where, again, those expectations and obligations, because that person is in relationship with us, they're around us, and we start projecting, right? We start projecting and going, you're the cause of my lack of freedom. You're the cause of, you know, me not being happy. That's not true. It always comes back to our relationship with ourself. And what do people want? They want to be around somebody who is happy, but they also want to be around a person who can create that happiness for themselves. So, you know, in relationship too, inevitably there will become a hiccup where there is lack of value towards self. You know, every time a coconut, whether it's um, something that has happened in the past where you believe, um, you know, a circumstance that's occurred in your life and you've made it, you've given it meaning, you've attributed an, um, a meaning to it because of the emotion that you feel about it. And then, of course, inevitably, when in our closest relationships, that will be revealed. The purpose of relationships, folks, is spiritual growth. Why spiritual growth? So we can really understand what love is. Love is not attachment. And again, we get confused with this because we can often project onto our partner what we wanted or needed from our parents, right? Whether that was um, attention, affection, adoration, safety. We can often look for that subconsciously. You know, I remember... um, in the United States once I was at, whereabouts was I? I think it was in California, San Francisco, going to an event there and meeting this guy. And he was so funny because he was just so upfront and really refreshing. And he said, you know, I dated my father and I divorced my mother because he had such a great awareness that he had subconsciously chosen those patterns of energy and that's how he'd ended up in those relationships. So really starting to look at 
you know, what does love really mean to me? You know, and to work on it to get to the place where love can be unconditional. That doesn't mean that you don't have a boundary. That doesn't mean that you don't have awareness in regards to what your boundary is. It doesn't mean that you have to give effortlessly. Because the irony is, right, if you are people-pleasing, if you're a little codependent, which means that, you know, you feel like you can't survive without the other person, you know, that you need the other person, you know, that energy of kind of grasping, which is not expansion, which is not true love, that's attachment, that's gripping, that's neediness. You know, it can often feel like love. It can often feel really romantic. You know, when we merge with another person, it can be incredibly romantic. But it's often often not true love, right? True love is really being the person who is able to actually give to the other person because you choose to, because you want to, rather than because you feel like you have to. And that often shows up in longer-term relationships. I've been doing this for so long you know, I just continued to do it rather than actually waking up each day and going, I am choosing to love this person today. I am consciously choosing it. It is a conscious choice. It's not just something that I'm kind of showing up in the energy of, like energetically, this is the soup that we're in. I am consciously choosing. And that is why love relationship is actually work. It takes effort. And what the biggest effort is, is for you to take responsibility for yourself and your relationship that you're having with yourself, because what's going on internally will determine everything that is happening externally. People underestimate this. This is the last place we look. I did a Facebook Live in the Facebook group the other day, and the golden question was, what is the feeling that you're unwilling to feel? What is the feeling that you're unwilling to feel? That is what's calling for your attention. That is the part of you that's looking to be seen and witnessed and held and loved. And it's actually unfair and unrealistic to expect your partner to do that for you if you're not doing it for yourself. So when it comes to partnership, folks, choose somebody who wants to grow. Choose somebody who's willing to look at themselves, at their shadow self. Choose somebody who's willing to be aware. And this again creates all sorts of conflict in relationships where people, often one partner is very open, you know, often it's women, right? Because women are way more emotional. We're dealing in emotional landscape all the time. We can move out in and out of it really quickly, probably more so than men. Not that men don't have emotions, it's just that they operate in a slightly different way, right? They're a little bit more compartmentalized, shall we say, like if I'm working, I'm working, right? I'm not thinking about my emotions right now. So, um... What happens, of course, is that with women being more fluid in their emotions like that, they're going back and forth. And then what will happen is they'll often misinterpret a man's behavior and go, okay, well, he's not responding the way that I want him to. He's not responding to me with openness, with emotion, which is why, you know, when you listen to John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, um, you know, which I actually had the privilege of being on a telly summit with him once. It was incredible. Right, which is that, you know, you need to make a time, right? Make a time to be able to go so your partner knows 
this is what we're doing in this point in time. This is the purpose of this time together rather than um, expecting the other person to be the same and be able to be fluid and move in and out of emotions as easily and effortlessly as you do. So really um, the joy too of relationships is getting to know ourselves, is being witnessed, is being able to be vulnerable. And you know, usually what will happen folks is you will choose a partner that has the same level of comfort around vulnerability that you do. So even asking yourself, you know, is there some defense energy in my relationship at the moment? Am I actually kind of holding back? Is there part of me that's fearful of our relationship going deeper, becoming more intimate, being able to open my heart more to truly be seen. This is kind of natural, right? If you've had circumstances in the past where you've been hurt, it is not going to be easy to be open-hearted. It's going to be natural on some level that you're running a defense mechanism. You know, especially I often talk about, you know, the limiting beliefs, the experiences that we've had in the past, whether it's, you know, it's an argument through to something that's much more intense, like some kind of trauma, Um Though, you know, it really is your body's way of protecting itself. So you should never judge your defense mechanisms. But you do have to ask yourself whether it gets to a point whether it's like, okay, is this actually serving me anymore? Oh dear, sorry, just turn that off. Isn't that funny, folks? I don't usually have my phone on um, ringer. Oh no. Holy moly, where's it all coming from? (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. Just turn that off. I thought I'd turn my phone off and then it sounded like it was was on my laptop as well. I beg your pardon, folks. So talking about love and how love is all about your relationship that you're having with self. So love is not expectations. Love's not conditions. And this can often be really hard when we're in a marriage relationship. We have expectations of our partners often in terms of how they show up, what they do, how they spend their time, how they spend their money, how they spend time with the children, right? There can often be a lot of expectations there. You want to keep it open to negotiation, right? You want to keep on asking your partner, hey, you happy with how we're doing things? You don't want to just end up taking it for granted because you know what the death of relationships can often be is routine. Get stuck into a routine and then it becomes just like a an automatic process. You know, humans are six needs, right? We have a need for variety, but we also have a need for routine. So you want to make sure that you're not leaning too far into routine. Because the thing is as well, I think we often take the um, make the assumption that we know our partner. Your partner is a limitless being in a body keep asking questions, keep being curious. People change, right? And this is why inevitably where people do change through the context of a relationship, it can be so painful for them to let go because they have got attached to an older version of that person. They have expectations about how that person shows up. And then what happens is that person's actually gone through an internal change or they've got too stuck into a routine which has just gone on and on and on for years, especially folks if some of that routine has involved nagging or criticism right? You know, and if um, if a person's not actually saying, look, you know, your attitude and behavior is actually having a really negative impact on me, 
And, you know, and, and not people don't often do that, right? They don't often have enough awareness. They don't often have enough courage to say what you're doing is actually having a really negative impact on how I feel about you. We don't often verbalize that. And then all of a sudden the relationship breaks up and people are like, oh my goodness, I was blindsided. There's always a red flag. You know, I watched um, something on Facebook this morning. It was Gloria Estefan and the Red Table. And the woman was, you know, her sister, I think it was, was talking about how her husband, 25 years, they'd been married. And they were very much talking about it from the shock and how she felt blindsided. But I was actually listening to it and there was part of me that was like, there would have been clues. Right, there would have been clues if you had actually been more present and more aware. You know, um, their daughter talked about how a year and a half before the relationship actually ended that, you know, she had clues in regards to the way her dad was behaving. And he had actually said to her, you know, this is why I don't want to come home because I'm always being criticised. That's a massive clue, right? Unfortunately, he said it to the daughter as opposed to the mother. But, you know... Again, what does it take to be conscious and go, whoa, that, that's important. I need to pay attention to that, right? That needs to be addressed. There needs to be a conversation here to say, oh my goodness, you know, you're in this relationship, but you're not enjoying it anymore. And people forget to ask, right? You should, you know, again, make the time to say, hey, are you still enjoying this relationship? What would you like to see done differently when it comes to all of it? You know, money, finances, sex, how you deal with your families, all of those things. You want to put that out on the table for review on a consistent basis. Do you actually like where we go for holiday? Even if we've done it for the last 15 years, do you actually enjoy it? Do you want to do something different? You know, what inspires you? Even if you've been with somebody for 20 years, you still want to ask those questions. You still want to make sure that you you are endeavouring to meet your partner's needs in regards to what makes them feel loved and supported. But again, we need to take responsibility in the first instance to do this for ourselves. Because love is really an energetic frequency that you choose to live in, to be loving. You know, I had another beautiful conversation the other day about you know, uh, a client who had been at work and she was just talking about how previously she would have responded perhaps with a bit of a tone or a bit of anger and she said in this circumstance where something had kind of, you know, there was a person at work who was a little cross and she actually just managed to be really compassionate and say, what's going on? You know, tell me. As opposed to coming down in that kind of heavy-fisted, angry energy back she opened a space where love could be present now this is what it means to be really a light worker a light person worker is somebody who's choosing love consciously right that in your interactions with other people you are choosing to bring the energy of love because you are being it and to be it you know i know it's a cliche but it really is letting go of everything that prevents you from experiencing the love so that means letting go of judgment that means letting go of the obligations that means letting go of where you expect people to behave in a certain way and i know this can be hard right this is not easy work because if you have somebody in your life and world that you love and they are being cruel or mean or unkind 
or behaving in ways that are rejecting or abandoning or hurtful, it's not easy to keep your heart open. But this is what spirit calls us to do because the truth is we're all connected. So when we shut our heart off, we're literally shutting our heart down to ourselves. And that is spiritual truth. When you get to the point where you can see the truth that we're all connected and we want to be in this one frequency, we want to shift out of duality, i.e. me and you, and shift into we're all one, then we naturally love flows. Naturally, you want to love yourself because you know by doing that, you're loving other people. You know by loving other people, you're loving yourself. It's all interconnected. There is no ego defense of you're over there and I'm over here or you've hurt me or you've done that or I'm doing this. You know, the separation melts away. So love is an energetic frequency that you need to let go of all the barriers to to be able to live in and feel the energy in your body. There's some wonderful ways you can do this. Start by seeing love everywhere, right? See see love in the person in front of you. See love in the floor. See love in the ceiling. Feel it in the chair that you're sitting in. Feel the love energy all around you. The earth is full of love. That's why we love being in nature. It feels good. So starting to think about that, how can I feel more love in my body? You know, one of the most simplest ways to do it is to focus your attention on it. Where your attention goes, your energy is. Where your energy is, it expands. So thinking about what it is that you love. I've talked about this before so many times, using the words, I love. Ask other people what they love. You'll feel that if you do this in the office, I used to do this at work, what do you love? Tell me what you love. Because when people start talking about what they love, it shifts the vibration. Focus your attention on it. Do the work of opening up your heart chakra so you can be in love frequencies. And now here's the trick, right? Opening up your heart chakra to the extent that you can keep it open no matter what. So if somebody's standing there pointing a gun at you, that you can still love them. Yes, I know it sounds insane, but it's totally possible, right? If you choose to be the person who's going to open their heart and keep it open no matter what, that people could swear at you black and blue, that they could criticize you, that they could judge you, that you can still see the light inside of them. You can still see love frequency because that's what you're choosing, no matter what they're saying, no matter what they're doing, and you can still accept that love vibration, you will be well on your way to being more enlightened, right? To live in love frequencies. I think love, I can't remember, I think it's about 800, 600 on the scale of consciousness, but it is expanded frequency. When you're in more expanded energies, it's easier to manifest what you want. When you're in more expanded energies, it's easier to feel safer, Right? If you're in contraction, if you're in guilt, if you're in shame, if you're in apathy, if you're in anger, you know, that zaps your vibration. You want to do what it takes to be expanded no matter what and allow those love frequencies to move through you. That's where you get to experience joy, bliss, happiness, kindness from yourself to yourself so you can easily give it to others. You'll feel relaxed. 
you'll feel calm, you'll feel peaceful because you've done what it takes to let go of anywhere, you know, the ego is reinforcing that separation. You're literally shifting out of duality and into oneness, which is what the spiritual path is calling us to do, to remember the truth of who you really are and to let go of anywhere you have any of those nitpicky things. And to be the person, right, who's just choosing to be happy. You know, your partner's not responsible for your happiness. You are, your partner's not responsible, you know, for anything, right? You think about it, before they came into your life and world, you were doing just fine, presumably. So they can't be the cause of your unhappiness. They're not the cause of dissonance within you. That is what is going on for you. And that's why, of course, it's so important to do the shadow work to go, okay, well, if this is showing me, this is coming up in a relationship, because partners will often do that for us. That's why they're our soulmates, right? They show us what's in us that needs healing, so we can actually shift and release it. Release it, You know, that's part of it. So if you get triggered by your partner, actually bless them. Don't make them wrong or criticize them or judge them or beat them up, right? Be in the energy of like, thank you for showing me this part of me that's looking to be healed, you know? And if you can be compassionate with yourself, you'll experience more compassion from your partner. If you can say to yourself, oh, look, I've been really triggered. Your partner, and again, I've been triggered, not you've done this to me, then your partner, it will be easier for your partner to have more compassion with you too when you take responsibility for your emotions and for the choices that you're making in regards to your emotions. It is so important. And again, it's really the secret to happiness in a relationship. Nobody wants to be in a relationship and say, you've done this to me, you've created this, you make me miserable. No, you are responsible for all the choices that you are making. You are responsible able. It means that you have the ability to be able to respond. And again, people who take greater levels of accountability for their own happiness are the people who are happy. Right? If you get to the point where you can take responsibility for everything that's showing up in your life, your money, your career, all of it, when you get to that place, right, where you can actually take responsibility for it, you can therefore do something about it and you will exponentially increase your happiness. So it's a huge thing, right, to learn how to love ourselves well, to learn what love really is, you know. And again, you think about it, if you've ever been in a relationship and somebody's put expectations on you, obligations, you have to show up this way, you have to do this, you have to say this, you know, like it feels awful, right? It feels really controlling. It feels um, contracted, And that's not what we want when we're looking to experience love relationships. We want to experience that expansion. And that really comes from two people who've done the inner work on themselves and they can really be a witness to what's going on and really be present. Hey folks, I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook now. Thanks for tuning in and joining me. I always try and do the first half hour or so of the radio show here on the Intuitive Life Academy page. I just got a wee notice saying that my phone's going flat. So I'm going to sign off. I hope you guys are well. Sending you lots of love. Oh, hi, Brian. How you doing? All right. Tuning off on Facebook. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in today. We are talking about what love is and about how love isn't expectations, obligations, and conditions and how love really 
is all about the relationship that you're having with yourself and letting go of all those parts inside of you that are barriers to love, the defense mechanisms, the limiting beliefs, the parts of you that are judging or criticizing others. You know, it's painful to judge and criticize others. You know why? Because when you do that, you are judging yourself. That is painful. It feels um, sore, right, to, to judge other people. And you can feel it in your energy. It's not rocket science, right? You can feel it in your energy and your body. Usually what happens when we go into judgment, I've seen it a lot, your third eye gets blocked so you don't see what's true, right? And then, um, you know, so the energy is quite heady because you're in judgment in the headspace. It disconnects you from your heart, Right? And again, one of the wonderful practices that you can do in terms of really learning what it is to live from love is to keep your attention on your heart space. You know, I've done energy clearings before folks like had them done with, you know, on myself. And like I remember one time um, shifting some energy in my chest. It felt like I'd been punched in the chest for about four days. It was super painful because it was just all this old energy that was leaving my body and energy field. In terms of heartbreak, it was so painful and it was actually physical. You know, they've done studies on this where you have people who've been married for a long time and then the other one dies of a broken heart when one passes away. You know, um, heartbreak is a very physical experience. So if you are experiencing heartbreak, know that you are love. So that contraction, that energy is really, you know, untruth that has landed in your body. And it's asking you to look at the bigger picture because, again, the suffering comes from too limited a viewpoint. We want to expand our perspective out and learn what the truth is about who we are. Love can never be taken away from you because it's who you are. So a lot of people think, of course, too, when they're in relationship, oh my goodness, you know, my relationship's broken up, so I've lost something. No, you haven't. You can't lose who you are. It's your natural state of being. You might have a person come and go in your life, but that doesn't mean that you've even lost the love that you had for that person. You can still love them even if they're choosing something else. Now, of course, it's not healthy to continue to want to be with that person from a place of attachment. You can still love somebody and not be attached to them, right? You can learn what it takes to let it go so you can open yourself up to have a love relationship with somebody else. And I understand, you know, like it is painful to go through a breakup. It challenges us on every level. It challenges us in terms of what we believe about our value. It challenges us in terms of our confidence. It challenges us in terms of what we really think love is. Sometimes, you know, it can be so excruciatingly painful that we pop in those defense mechanisms to just in order to be able to survive. Um, I've shared with you guys, I haven't really touched on it too much. I've shared it a little bit about a gentleman in my life who was the love of my life, right? And as I would have referred to him as. And, um, you know, breaking up with him was one of the most painful things I have ever experienced. You know, I was quite young, but um, what I'd learnt later, which made so much sense, hallelujah, because at the time I thought I was going crazy because it was so painful. 
um, that we had traveled together in many, many, many lifetimes. You know, he was a soulmate. And I don't want to say twin flame because that's a whole other story. And I think often that can lead to codependency, you know, sometimes. But I'm going to talk about that one day, um, the twin flame slash codependent journey. Um, you know, twin flame being the concept, of course, that you are one soul and two bodies, which is why you magnetize to each other so strongly. And there's a real journey of spiritual growth around it. Um, I'm still hesitant to say that this person was my um, twin flame, but there's a lot of similarities, let's put it that way. You know, that you there's a lot of push-pull. You have to learn how to balance. You have to learn how to be in your own energy surprise surprise which is all part of the spiritual growth journey um, but it's often extremely difficult and extremely painful and you know it's not necessarily a fun relationship either because it's all about growth and growth often comes through contrast so talking about relationships though that pain of breaking up with somebody you know it can have a real physical experience and you know and again it's not always just physical like for me as I discovered it was very very metaphysical in the respect of you know many lifetimes are very energetic um, you know I can feel this person's energy very easily um and effortlessly around me so it wasn't just about a relationship from you know the rational mind or the physical this lifetime experience it was way bigger than that and when I learnt that it made a lot of sense and it actually helped a lot in terms of reconciling it and to be fair you know it's still a still a process if you had somebody in your life and they've really been able to meet your needs at a deep level it can be um, it can be not so easy to walk away from that but that's not love right because love is not attachment Right To be truly loving, we honor ourselves by going, you know, I love you, but I'm choosing what is in my highest good because that's what love does. And then to choose to make yourself available to be present to other love in whatever form it takes. Because the thing is, is if you focus on love consistently, you will see it everywhere. You know, you'll walk down the street and somebody will smile at you and you'll be like, that's a reflection of the love that I feel inside myself, right? You'll hear the birds singing and you'll be like, that's a reflection of the love that I know is present within me. You will um, go to a concert and you'll be moved by the music and you'll be like, that's a reflection of the love I feel inside me. And really, when you have that level of awareness, your life becomes becomes blissful and you're just constantly living in a state of appreciation and this is where you it's safe to keep your heart open in fact it's safer to keep your heart open rather than not so you live in that constant state of flow and you can manifest effortlessly because you are open and I get it takes some work right to get to that place it takes some witnessing yourself it takes some self-inquiry it takes some asking yourself you know is is this actually true? You know, um, the thoughts that we can have that we break up with somebody about our own value or they don't love me and what have I done wrong? You know, that's not a correct way of thinking. You haven't done anything wrong. That person's just choosing something else. And even though that that's not you, <coughs> excuse me, even though it's not you, that doesn't mean that you have any less value. Right, your value is not determined by somebody else's choices and behavior. It is determined by 
the fact that you're here, right? You have infinite value because you're here on the planet. It means that you have incarnated from, you know, oneness, the all-pervasive never-ending energy and you're in a body having a human experience and you get to have all these experiences about love about life about relationships about sexuality you know because you get to have that choice you know one of the most powerful things as humans that we have at our disposal is really our power to choose and our awareness because your life now is made up of all the relationships that you've ever had right that is what your life is made up of you know, all the choices that you've made when you went to school. I mean, some of them are probably your parents' choices, right? Um, <clears throat> but also, too, you have the power to choose in every given moment and you have the power to choose and realize that you are love. And even asking yourself that question, what would it take for the universe to show me that I am love and have that unfold in your week? What would it take to release any barriers to knowing myself as love in a body? right? It can totally shift your world. And literally, folks, so you might think, you know, depending on where you're at in terms of your belief, right, you might think, oh, that's not going to make any difference. I dare you, right? I dare you to even ask that question and see what unfolds for you. Because really, when you're living in those frequencies, it will just totally blow your mind. You know, again, I can't reiterate. And again, it's hard too, right? Just through words, but hopefully you feel it in the energy that I'm expressing to you, the ease and the comfort and the moments of grace where you go, I am connected. I am an infinite being in a body and knowing and feeling that, which is what I would call grace. It's just the most amazing experience. It is divine. It is mystical. It is supernatural to really live in those frequencies. And again, that is what is being offered through Intuitive Mastery. Again, we start next Monday, so Monday night. So if you're interested, and the investment is super low, folks. I mean, the investment now is $555 a month, $555 a month. So it is a super low investment to learn what it takes to live from your soul. If you're interested, please do contact me because like I said, you know, we close the doors at five o'clock on Saturday. Um, You can go to my website and just book a consult and we can arrange a time to have a discussion with it about it. Um, So important, right? The world really needs people right now who are choosing to transcend the veil of illusion and learn what love really is and to live from that place and to be that energetic frequency. So you can walk into the room and just by being yourself, you're lifting the vibration because you're choosing to live in love frequency. You're choosing to live from your soul, not your mind. You're choosing to live beyond identification of your thoughts and of your body and of your physicality even. You're choosing to see the truth that we're all connected. You're choosing to transcend judgment that you have towards other people so you can live in peace. And um, it takes it takes work to get to that place where you can see life that way. Because it really and the irony is though, it's really an unlearning. It's unlearning a lot of the things that you have learned or you have been told are true, right? That your mind is the most intelligent part of you. That's not true. Your infinite nature is. That the education system is the most important thing. That's not true. I know plenty of people who have experienced massive success and they're dyslexic or they haven't even gone to university or they haven't gone to college, but they've had a burning desire, right? To know the truth, to experience, to create. They've gone out and implemented it. 
you know, we get told a lot of things from society and from our education system that really don't serve us. You know, we're still not being taught how to witness and process our emotions in the education system, which is downright horrifying, right? You know, I remember I was telling somebody yesterday that I was watching a documentary on feminism and I was like, I can't believe this really just happened in the 60s. You know, like we're living in the 21st century and we're, you know, we still don't have equality in so many ways. And it's just mind blowing. But we are not going to get there if we come from a place of injustice. We're not going to get there by going, I'm right and you're wrong, right? We need to learn what it is to see ourselves in every single person. And again, this crosses all boundaries of race, colour, you know, um, culture, religions. We need to see oneness in all of it to be able to set ourselves free. And that's really the journey of intuitive mastery, to know yourself deeply and to know that you are an infinite being, a part of this cosmos, and that we're all connected and when you have that experience, everything, again, there, there is no need for a defense mechanism. You don't need to defend yourself against anyone or anything, especially of all love. You know, for a lot of people, love can be one of the most exper- painful experiences. But, you know, you need to have your heart broken for it to open up in a much bigger way, right? So you can experience more love. So you can experience love the way the universe operates, not just the human experience operates. You know, there's always more love available. You know, one of my favorite quotes, I think, is by, what's his name? Leo Bagascalia or something. I can't pronounce his last name. But his one of his quotes is, what is the remedy for love? It's more love. That's it right? That's what we're all looking to experience within ourselves. But you know, one of the most important relationships you are ever going to have is with yourself. So are you enjoying it? Are you in love with yourself? Are you in love with your life? Are you in love with your perception of reality? Are you experiencing joy in every moment just from doing whatever you're doing? Are you an acceptance of what is showing up in your life? Can you show up and still experience love, even if you have somebody in your life who's hurting, right? What does it take to be the person who can actually extend love, but not have to make it different for the other person, not have to fix it, not have to change it, right? That's really what love is, because you know what? You can't fix other people, folks. You can't change other people, they need to do it. And a lot of people don't understand that about um, intuitive work as well. I don't heal people. I don't fix people. I don't solve their problems. But I show them how they can do it for themselves. I show them how to find the answers for themselves. I facilitate them to step into their own power. That is way harder I'm not going to be make any bones about that, right? It's easy to tell people what to do. It's not so easy to show them how to do that for themselves, but it is way more powerful. Because if you have what you need, if you know how to go inside of yourself and find the answer to any problem or solution that you have, I mean, any problem or issue that you have, if you can find the solution, you become limitless. And the solution is always going to be found in your limitless self. 
That's why Einstein talked about, you know, finding the information that would just come into his awareness, where he would play or he would daydream or he would make space to be present to the universe and it would come into his awareness. We need to really allow ourselves to be present to this infinite nature, this energy that is all around us, that is within us, that we tune into, that we can live from, to therefore experience the power that comes from that, the power to solve every single problem, the power to be free of suffering, the power to have the courage to go and feel the feelings that are looking to be felt, what we're ignoring, what we're not looking at, what we're not facing, because we're afraid. And then realizing that fear is actually a guide to show you where to go because it shows you where love is not. So how does it, what does it take to go up to your fear and bring love and then transcend it? Watch fear melt away, literally. And the fact, because what's the opposite of fear is love. You bring the fear, the, uh, bring the love, the fear melts away. And then you realize what you were afraid of. You know, it was just an illusion that you created from your awareness, right? Oh, look at that, you know, I've made, I've given that a story. I've given that energy because I'm saying that that's hard or tricky or I don't have the solution for that. It's not true. You have the solution inside of you. You didn't come here just to suffer and indefinitely be in that energy. Suffering has a purpose. It's to show you that something needs to be healed. It's to show you that you're out of alignment. It's to show you that you're choosing untruth and making it true and therefore reinforcing it and I get it you know I've been in incredibly painful circumstances in my life like when I was grieving the loss of this relationship and feeling like this is so painful like every single cell in my body was like on fire with pain and suffering about it but what I was really telling myself is that I am separate from this person and I am not See, that's the trick, right? When I had the awareness that there is no separation between me and this person, that I can still continue to love beyond attachment, beyond expectation, beyond conditions, I'm free because your heart is coded for love. It is love frequency. It's a central processing unit in your body between your um, your heart and your spirit, right? It's where it all connects, So you can continue to love people without attaching anything and then you will be free. Then you will transcend into greater levels of awareness and understand what love really is and understand that love crosses all time, space, dimension, reality, you know, and that you, if you choose to love, do so freely, do so without conditions, do so without attachment, do so from a place of knowing that it just feels good to do. You do it, you love the person because it feels good for no other reason. You don't have to have any expectations, any, and again, and again, if they're not showing up in a way that is loving towards you, you don't have to choose to be with that person, but you can still love them, but make sure you're doing it from a place of no attachment because that's where we get tripped up. All right, folks, I hope today has been beneficial to you in terms of kind of looking at some aspects of, you know, what you might not be looking at with inside of yourself. You know, what does it take to, like I said, feel the feelings that are looking to, uh, that you're unwilling to feel because that will be your, one of your biggest transformations. If you're interested, again, in intuitive mastery, do make the connection. RebeccaDavison.life is my website, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. I'd love to connect with you. I love this work. It 
it brings me so much joy to see people step into their power and really evolve into the next level of awareness and to choose what is true and love will always be true because it's who you are nobody can take it away from you nobody can rob you of it Um, but we really want to choose a relationship where we're telling the truth to ourselves and doing that you know, high level love, you know that song by Steve Winwood, like bring me a higher love. Higher love is free of condition, attachment, expectations and obligations. So folks, again, until next week, next week on the Find Your Bliss show, I'm actually going to be interviewing the lovely Olivia from Restore. Um, She does myofacial release. So I've got some amazing insights to share with you guys in regards to how the body stores emotion and energy and no doubt will share the session that I had with her that was really profound, really intense and um, brought tears to both our eyes. So that'll be fun to share with you guys on the show next week. In the meantime, take good care of yourself. Know that you are loved. And um, yeah, here's to your limitless self. All right, folks, lots of love. See you later. Bye.